Okay. Um, and then I'm going to uh, connect to doing the live stream on Facebook. But while I'm doing that, do, do you have anything you want to share and just how things are doing? Things are doing good. <laughs> They're, doing good. <laughs> They're doing what they do. <laughs> and uh, um, we, what did we do? We had uh, a major event of, of manicuring the cow's hooves. Shamala in particular, that was um, exciting. <laughs> and uh, successful and ultimately so that's good and what else um today's a rainy day here surprise probably the last rain for six months we're having a drought here in mendocino county emergency uh for the state of course we have a well so Hopefully it will hold up. It was a very dry, comparatively, uh, winter. And so while that has its advantages, it has its disadvantages. We'll see how it affects us going forward. It won't be the first time that this has happened, but uh, um, otherwise, um, tomorrow we're on again, right? Yeah. Rasiatra, it should be. Could be nice and uh, publishing projects are are going forward hmm? at a good good pace a lot to do a lot of kind of infrastructure uh, work going on to set up the the, the press um, in all respects and my book is is going forward the last uh, section of the three sections is now being edited so making good progress. So why don't we go ahead and take the questions? Um, sure. So Pamanabha Swami, do you want to, um, could you ask one of the questions from the Spanish speaking devotees? Okay. Okay. The question is from Maturidas. Is that Maturidas from Argentina? Or Brazil? Brazil, yes. Okay, uh, the question is about the uh, what Maturidas is referred to as the Yugal Mantra um, in the Nimbarka Sampradaya, Radhe Sham, Radhe Sham, Sham Sham, Radhe Radhe, etc. If I could say something about that and about the worldview, the metaphysic, Beta Bade, it's uh, termed of the Nimbarka Sampradaya in relation to the Beta Bade, Achintya Beta Bade of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. He said that he couldn't find much differences except the word Achintya. And so he wondered if I could elaborate on that. I think that's the whole question. Um, and in reply, in response, uh, I think that um, the Nam Yugal Mantra, as Maturdas referred to it, um, is not one that we find anywhere in the greater body 
of the scriptural corpus, the sacred texts, unlike the Hare Krishna Mahamantra that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is said to have asked his disciples uh, to chant and his disciples have written about him describing him chanting that mantra. For example, Rupa Goswami's uh, verses, Chaitanya Astakam described him chanting the Maha Mantra <clears throat> on his way from Navadvip to Puri. Um, and many other examples there, Chaitanya Bhagavad Vrindavan Das writes um, of how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu advised his disciples to chant this Maha Mantra. So unlike the Na Mantra that uh, uh, Madhuras is referred to and identified with the Nimbarka Sampradaya, the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra is uh, recommended by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is found in the, in the scriptural corpus. It's found in the Upanishads actually. And therein it is uh, particularly recommended uh, for Kali Yuga as the means of deliverance for Kali Yuga. Iti sodasakam namnam kali kalmasha nashanam sarvavede shudrishite. Their Brahma re reveals to Narada that uh, this mantra consisting of 16 syllables, he speaks it out, it is efficacious for Kali Yuga. Um, and uh, all of the scriptures confirm this. So there are other texts, I think believe the Agni Purana, maybe, um, maybe the Brahma Purana or another one, I'm not sure. Maha Mantra is found there as well. Um, so uh, that's a significant difference uh, between the two. Mm -hmm. And that said, uh, the uh, and the Nam mantra for the divine couple Radisham in the Nimbarka Sampradaya really only speaks about Madhurya Rasa, whereas the Hare Krishna mantra is broader in its reach, and it it can be um, embraced by devotees of any um, spiritual ideal, whether it be Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhuri, even uh, Shantarasa, uh, it can be chanted with an, with an understanding that corresponds with that ideal and be uh, efficacious. So you can find, for example, people in the Ramanuja Sampradaya chanting it. There's a, I remember a, a, a temple in, um, in Kerala, I believe it was South India, where they chanted the Hare Krishna mantra 24 hours a day. Uh, you can find that in the Ramanuja Sampradaya uh, temple um, in Vrindavan, not the Rangaji temple, but uh, one nearby that where they also chant Maha mantra 24 hours a day. So it's broader in its uh, in its reach. And at the same time, it is not lacking in terms of its the depths of its reach. We find in the uh, prayers to his guru, Raghunath Goswami says, Namashrestam api sachiputram, atrasurupam. Namashrestam api sachiputram, the son sachiputram, the son of sachi has given namashrestam. So that means the highest. Uh, 
and deepest possible um, prospect found within the name. And of course, you can say name here refers to the Nam uh, mantra. Um, um, so it's not lack, while it's greater in its breadth, it's not lacking in its depth. And in terms of its depth, it uh, offers the, the, the prospect and the possibility uh, for devotees to attain a service that is as close to, in terms of intimacy, to Krishna as one could get as close as who could get closer to, to that than Radha and to attain um, her service Radha Dasyam uh, is in, in Madhurya Rasa is a particular form of Madhurya Rasa that is thought to be the preferred form by Rupa Goswami for this very reason because um, by having direct union with Krishna in Gopi Bhav, uh, one cannot get as close to Krishna as one can by serving and assisting Radha in getting close, having union with Krishna. That's the math, if you will, uh, behind the, uh, the, the ideal. <clears throat> so there's nothing lacking in the depth and, and it, 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 arguably it exceeds the depth that's our thinking and in our sampradaya, why we choose it. For example, of course, it's also chosen us, but um, but also not lacking in breadth. So for Kali Yuga, people of all uh, persuasions, if they're Rambhaktas, if they're in Sakya Rasa, Madhuri Rasa, Das Rasa, that may be the case they can attain that by chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. The same breath is not breath is not there within uh, the uh, Yuga Mantra as uh, of the Embarkasambadai. Um, With regard to their ideal Beta Bade, there is a big difference between the Beta Bade and the Chinti Beta Bade. So a Chinti is not a small word; it's a big word in the uh, in, 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 in in the narrative, in the world view. Um, and to be uh, brief and get to the point here on this, the Beta Beta of Nimbarka Sampradaya, well, uh, the, the Beta Beta, it, it, whether it be Beta Beta in the Nimbarka Sampradaya, whether it be a Chintu Beta Beta in the Gaudiya Sampradaya, whether it be Dwaita Bad of Madhva, whether it be uh, what is Shankar's term? Um, yeah, Shankar has a term. Shankaracharya, I should say, has a term. Uh, uh, as as Ramanuja does as well. Uh, all of these uh, principal schools of Vedanta have a term by which they try to. Um, Anirvachaniya, yeah, Shankaracharya, by which they try to harmonize the statements of the scriptures that say God is imminent and say God is transcendent, say that God is one and God is, is different. 
so how to harmonize these two opposites? Hmm? How to so Shankar harmonizes them by saying, well, the difference is is a relative thing. It's 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 not there in the ultimate, uh, and so on and so forth. So the term in Gaudiya uh, Vaishnavism uh, is achintya. In uh, without going to the other sampradayas, I mentioned a little bit Shankar, but Nimbarka Sampradaya says, well, God is sometimes one and sometimes different. Hmm? That's their word. Sometimes one, sometimes different. Now, I'm just giving a very obviously brief explanation of the Nimbarka Sampradaya. You can read the commentary uh, I have with the commentary of, of the Nimbarka Sampradaya on the Vedanta Sutra. There are some similar similarities to the Govinda Basha of um, of um, our Sampradaya, uh, Govinda Basha being the work of Baladeva Vijayabhushan. And understandably, I mean, this is a Ragmark Sampradaya, Nibarka Sampradaya like ours, they're prominent in Vrindavan, uh, so on and so forth. Um, but uh, there's a big difference between saying God is one sometimes and different at other times, and saying he's one and different at the same time. And that's like, wait a minute, uh, you didn't explain it. <laughs> How can he be one and different at the same time? The oneness and the difference interpenetrating one another. Hmm? Well, the, the Gaudias say, this is, this is possible because God has a chinta shakti. We're not trying to impose our intellect on the environment, we're just, that's what it's. That's what it says. That's what it's showing. So that's what it is. For example, okay, Krishna was seen by Yasoda hmm, to be outside of herself, sitting in her lap. When she looked in his mouth, she found herself inside of Krishna. So is Krishna outside of Yasoda or inside? Well, according to the Leela narrative of the Bhagavatam, it was both. At the same time, and um, therefore, what is not possible and doesn't fit between the ears, so to speak, which we may try to reason about to make it sound more reasonable, the Gaudi Vaishnavas say, "Don't bother with that. It is what it is." God has a chinta shakti by which such things are possible, and that's not a kind of a logical cop-out, if you will, as some people might might think, but it's um, it's uh, giving its place to logic and putting logic in its place at the same time. So there's a big difference between, oh, well, I mean, he's sometimes one, sometimes different, say, no, he's one and different at the same time. Hmm? And that's because he has inconceivable powers by which he does things that from our limited vantage point, would be impossible. We can give some examples to try to explain, help us understand it, like saying, well, um, in fire, there's heat and light. How can you have fire without heat and light? At the same time, heat and light are different from fire. They're, they're one and they're different. We, we can give some examples to try to help us capture it with our intellect, to satisfy, to appease our intellect, but ultimately the teaching is, um, fortunately, that the absolute transcends the, the intellect 
and the ability to capture him entirely, ultimate reality, uh, with our intellect. Now, it's not that other sampradaya saying you can capture him with their intellect. They don't say that either. But um, um, in different ways, they talk about that than, than we are today relative to the question. So I hope that helps. If you have a further a question that comes from that that I haven't uh, addressed or something else, a comment that comes to mind, please feel free to, to voice it either in the immediate or going forward here in the, in the time that we have. Thank you for the question. I'll say one other thing that Embarka Sampradaya is all about uh, Madhurya Rasa. Mm -hmm. And it's so much about Madhurya Rasa that in its ideal, the attainment is such that one enters into a prakash or a window of the eternal Leela. The Leela is like, uh, you know, when you get on one of these uh, big, uh, super planes to fly to India. Uh, sometimes they have a little screen on the back of the seat in front of you. And then all the movies are playing at the same time. And you can like click a button to go to that one, click a button to go to that one. They're all playing at all. So all the Leelas of Krishna in the apricot are playing all the time. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we have a particular window that we seek to enter into. We kind of uh, stop the Leela as it plays out in this world at the trailer, so to speak, of the movie of the eternal Leela. Uh, just as Krishna's old enough to go to Mathura without going there, stop. Mm -hmm. So Radhakunda has been developed, uh, Aristasura has been slain. Really all of the assassins of, of uh, Kamsa have been slain. Kamsa remains there as a distant person in the background. and the Leela is set up, Krishna is an adolescent, set up for beautifully for Sakya and Madhurya Rasas to play out. That, so that's the window that we want to enter into. Now the, the, the and, and so in that Leela, there is Dasya, there is Sakya, there's Atsalya, there's Madhurya, and there's movement uh, and so forth. The window in which the uh, Nimbarka Sambradai wants to enter is one of Sakhi Bhav. Hmm? Like to be a girlfriend of Krishna, there may be um, some ideas there for um, uh, doing so in the context of serving Radha also, but uh, not quite like ours. And they want only that window. So in that window they enter, there's only Sakis and Krishna. There's no Yasoda, there's no Nanda, there's no Subal, Sridham, um, and so forth. So there's like, a, if you just capture a moment in that and play that out eternally, something like that, I, I may not be doing full justice to it, but that is their ideal. So it's a different, uh, different window, if you will, and ours is much more attractive, of course, <laughs> or so we feel, uh, because we've had Sadhusanga from Gaudi Sampradaya, so we have some scars for that, feelings for that. All right, so. Too much on that. Nambarka Sampradaya Kijai. What other questions? Next que next question. Um, so I forgot to let you know how many questions there are. So there are four mm. questions. 
left. Okay. Um, Sharda, could you ask your question? Haribol, Hare Krishna Maharaj devotees. Hope you can hear me. Um, I ah. have a question. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. My question <laughs> um, um, is if a devotee um, has a sudden departure from his body. Um, with not even a chance to utter the Lord's name or no outward of, uh, indication of being a devotee, for example, tilak or beads. Um, will the Lord or the Vishnu Dutas recognize that he is still a devotee due to his or her devotional service in his lifetime? I have been reading, I did read about the story of Ajamila in the Bhagavatam, and also there's there's apparently... Uh, Lord Krishna welcoming a devotee here in an article. It, apparently, Gopa Kamara was a devotee um, who was welcomed mm -hmm. by Lord Krishna. And the scene is described in, in the scripture, Brihad Bhagavatamrita, which I've yet to read. But mm -hmm. if you could say something about that, that would be welcome. Yes. So there are outward uh, symbols of the Sampradaya or different Sampradayas by which we identify ourselves as devotees of Krishna. Tilak, for example, we've given the Kuntimala, neck beads and so forth. And um, I think that uh, these have the purpose more of reminding us of who we are or who we want to be or who we've made a commitment to be, who we're trying to be, if you will, um, then they, they are signs that without which Krishna won't recognize us. Hmm? Um, it's uh, maybe easier <laughs> if we're wearing tilak. Sometimes we give, we, we say things like that. If he's wearing tilak, then in, during the Arctic, then he'll see you and recognize you. And Putin addressed like a devotee. She was not a devotee. She dressed like a devotee. But because she had the dress of devotee, Krishna accepted her as a devotee hmm? and gave her a status of it within Vatsalya uh, Rasa. Uh, so in that sense, there's much to be said about dressing, even if your heart's in the, not in the right place. But that's a statement that seeks to tell us how generous Krishna is, how blinded Krishna is by, by, by the love of his devotees. Hmm? Um, we see in the ninth chapter of the Gita how, how blind he is but when he says even if my devotees act improperly they're proper because they're my devotees they're situated as my devotees I don't, so he's, uh, such is his nature and, and therefore no one in the right mind we would say Uddhava says would take shelter of anybody else any other form of divinity hmm? um, but um, but it's not that obviously that Krishna doesn't know the heart of someone and uh, and where we are in our spiritual evolution, if you will, is where we are, regardless of what we may be wearing. So let's say you you're living your life as a devotee and so forth, but then you have to go to work and dress 
in a manner that's suitable for that occasion. And on the way, uh, you suddenly have a heart attack and pass in the world. It's kind of your, your question, right? Uh-oh, she wasn't wearing T-lock. She wasn't wearing uh, neck beads visibly and so forth. Um, uh, that would have no consequence really because where you are is where you are. <laughs> where your heart is, where your Christian spiritual consciousness has evolved to, to what point um, at, 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 at that time in your life is where it is and that's where you are. So wherever you are is you know, where you are. <laughs> so uh, if, if, you've, if you've developed up to, up to Nishta, up to Ruchi, up to Prey, hmm, then that is what will carry with you regardless of where you may go into another, into another life or it may take you into the, into the Leela, you know, the, relative to, to the development. So it's thought that if one attains Swarup City in Bhava Bhakti, perfecting the Bhava Bhakti, then he or she will take birth in the Leela of Krishna. But if one hasn't developed that far, however far they have developed, well, they'll pick up in the next life at that point. So where you are is where you are. Death is just, well, it's just a change of dress. It doesn't change your the, the level, if you will, of your spiritual evolution. Death knowingly coming on by years, one who has lived a life as a devotee will think as they get older, well, time's running out here for this life. I, I, I knew it wasn't worth pursuing. Still, I tried every now and then uh, to make more out of it than, than, it, than it is, but, but time for that's running out, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, practically speaking. So, so the advantage of that then uh, pat, passing or getting old and coming closer to to the inevitable passing of the body is that if one has tr been trained in spiritual practice and so forth, then they can turn on. They may they may get negative impetus to turn on the the uh, step on the gas, so to speak, in terms of their their practice and preoccupation. And similarly, at the time of death itself, uh, this is a very uh, you know big moment your whole life may flash before you hmm, um, at that time so there is potential at that moment to make great spiritual advancement also hmm. uh, this is different a little different than what you're 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 asking about but but um just as as, as an aside but that's it again if you, if you pass away undressed for the occasion hmm, if you will <laughs> you're still uh you're still invited to the party, so it's no problem. You know, come as you are. <laughs> come as you are. There's no other way to come. You have to come as you are. Hare Krishna. Okay, what else? Another question? Yeah. Um, Pamanabha Swami? Could you ask the question from there? I guess I should be asking all the questions, repeating them so that persons... Um, Everyone can hear, huh? or is that just the case for the Spanish questions? I remember him saying that had something to do with Facebook. I I, I don't quite understand. Archana, did did you get that? I cannot. It's because cannot on Facebook you cannot Spanish. hear the Spanish. 
So the question uh, for those who didn't hear it is about uh, sharing the truth about something in particular and the fact that everyone's not prepared to hear the truth. Uh, everyone has a different, uh, is in a different uh, stage, so to speak. And so uh, the, the question is how to, how to draw the limits, if I understood the question correctly, in terms of who to tell the whole truth or nothing but the truth to, and who to tell maybe not, and so on and so forth. So uh, I, I, you know, I can't give you a, a formula that says, you know, uh, at this time do this, at this time do that, but uh, this is the art, if you will, uh, of sharing the truth that um, you have to, uh, if you were to be successful, you need to not just share the truth, but create teachable moments, not just teach someone, but create teachable moments or wait for teachable moments to, to arrive, so to speak, to create some receptivity on the part of the person to whom you, you wanna share something with. Uh, it's just like if you want to grow uh, a mango, you know, you have to make the soil uh, uh, first fertile. You have to till the soil and you maybe have to add some amendments and so forth and so on. Um, and, uh, and then you can plant the seed and after planting the seed, you have to water it also. So it's an art. Um, and I think that uh, if one is earnest about that, they, they can, learn, you know, by, um, by trial and error, so to speak. Um, when you try to tell someone something they're not prepared to hear, even though it's true, then it definitely uh, is the possibility to have a, have a, a counter um, effect. Um, so, um, you know, I mean, um, so it's it, it it's an art, and you have to be sensitive to the people. You have to, be, I think that you have to care really about them. If you want to, it's one thing to want to tell the truth. It's another thing to care about people and want them to 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 actually um, imbibe the truth. Um, so uh, on any particular subject, I mean, obviously sometimes people are obstinate, and uh, you know, in a public forum, you have to say something that's true that will alienate some people because they're whatever bigots or whatnot, uh, but but the greater uh, public or group will be be served by that. That's a that's a different thing. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, the Bhagavatam may speak about uh, renunciation, for example, uh, broadly, and everyone can read it. But um, but then to personally talk to someone about renunciation for just using this as an, as an example. Well, how much you're gonna say about that to what extent you should encourage them to renounce and so forth um, is another thing. Yes, material attachments are the cause of suffering. That's true, um, but people aren't ready to just give up their material attachments. And if we were to force them to do so, well, you know, they, they wouldn't be able to, um, pursue the truth of that. So for example, in the Gita, Krishna speaks about higher ideals and then in the earlier chapters, and then he steps back 
and says, you know, rather than gyan, do nishkam karma. That's better. It's lesser, but it's better. Something like that. So, you know, preaching is an art, telling people the truth is an art. Um, uh, I think that, again, if, if, if it's people that you're concerned about, they care about you, and they know you care about them, if you establish a bond with them in that way, then, then you'll be in a better position to share something with them that may be somewhat unpalatable, but true. Another question? Kishore? Pranam Skumaj, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so my question has to do with cultivating inner peace in the context of bhakti. Um, Good luck. <laughs> thank you. Um, the idea of inner peace, because of its close association with personal mukti, has sometimes been diminished. Um, in the Bhakti Marg, but it seems that in love, it's very intimately tied um, with devotion. So I was wondering if you could say something about what's the place for cultivating inner peace in the context of Bhakti? Okay, I think, Bob Namar, you want to repeat that question in Spanish? Oh, oh, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Well, it's an interesting question. And um, I think that um, I often say that we don't want just peace, we want peace and love. And while peace is a stillness, if you will, love is a movement. So we move in the world um, to find love. And when we find it, it has an orbit of its own. Um, so, uh, and that orbit may look as disconcerting, for example, as the movement based on unfulfillment, karmic movement, in material life, but it's another species altogether. It's the movement of rasa. Hmm? There, the separation is as blissful, if not more than the, than the, than the union. Uh, so, and, and here, of course, the union is as bad as the separation. <laughs> uh, so, um, the, the two are similar, but very different, similar in appearance, very different in substance. And in between the two, you have Shanti, 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 peace. Mm -hmm. um, so, I think that in In pursuing uh, divine love, we're pursuing the service ideal. And service need not be troublesome if you understand it properly. If you want peace, um, then service will be a, dis a disturbance. I've given an example before that uh, Juan, who uh, works for us there at Madhavan, 
who was born on the land and who, whose father we bought the land, um, coming to work one morning, uh, he had been doing some digging, which was more difficult work. And I thought maybe I'll give him some, some easier, lighter work today. And I explained that to him. He said, it doesn't matter. My business is to serve. It doesn't matter. I, I'm, I, my business is just to please you. Hmm? You're El Jefe aquí. So my business is just to please you. It, it doesn't matter what, what the work is. It, and so um, that was, materially speaking, a, a proper understanding of service. That, that was his dharma. That, 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 that's what he did. He come to work, whatever the boss wanted. That's what we do today. Hmm. Um, and, and to fully em, embrace that and see that as he did. Well, I used to, you know, whenever I asked him, how's everything going? He said, by the grace of God, I've got work. Everything's good. <laughs> so um, service misunderstood, I think, and seen as something to get done with so that I can sit and be peaceful um, is not a, that's that approach is not a, is not um, is one in which you you, you will lack uh, peace in the pursuit of love and you won't get the love either. Um, so there is peace within the service ideal if we understand the service um, properly, if we really identify with it, which is easier easier said um, than done. Uh, material life is about acquiring things or, or giving up things, boga and, and, and tiag. Those are the two tracks on which it runs uh, with which the path of karma and beyond co correspond with. They are systematic approaches to to acquire or to or, or, or to give up, service uh, you know comes in between, right? Mm. Um, it's not it's not the it, we can accept uh, and acquire if necessary for service, or we can give up if necessary for service. So the where the lack of peace comes is from pursuing the acquisition or trying to get, get, get rid of things. Hmm? Um, so uh, it's true, I should say, not trying to pursue things will make one peaceful. Uh, for example, in Gyan and Gyan, in Gyan Marg, I guess we could say that's, that's, that's the ideal. Um, um, but you won't have love hmm? uh, as we look at it in the, full, in the full sense of the term, very abstract form of love, you know, that involves not, not taking, but the full idea of giving isn't, isn't realized in that. So, you, you know, you may attain peace by that, um, but, but there's a struggle to do it. Hmm? So there's, there's a struggle in pursuing the peace through gyan. Hmm? Um, bhakti properly understood is not a struggle so nobody understands it <laughs> you could say uh, or it's difficult to, 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 to understand but, but theoretically um, 
service is not chasing after thing, acquiring things, not trying to get away from anything either. So the problem problem is solved. Peace is within within love. Um, that said, I think that um, it's it's also important to know that or to reflect on the fact that most of us have joined the mission of Gaudiya Vaishnavism because we want we wanted enlightenment. We wanted. Uh, you know, we, we saw the dim, the prospect of, of making, uh, finding enduring happiness in this world was, was uh, dim, at best. And so we became transcendentalists, and we probably identified with uh, those who were examples in the history of the world who had attained shanti, peace, who had given up the world. We all romanticize to some extent with monasticism, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to some extent, uh, with, with uh, you know, uh, uh, Siddhartha. Mm -hmm. I did when I read Herman Hesse's book many, many, many years ago. I thought, oh, that is, yeah, that's what you want to do. So um, that shouldn't be forgotten. Mm -hmm. So now I'm making the case for the importance of uh, inner peace, if you will. And it's possible, and it often happens, that in, I think in the name of pursuing uh, Krishna consciousness, uh, we get busy with things, you know, for Krishna, uh, if you will, uh, that, um, aren't bringing us inner peace. They're, 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 they are, they become excuses for doing things that are within sadhana bhakti that are important and that correspond with that which is done in other traditions where the goal is peace unto itself. Hmm? Um, so I see a lot of the devotees become busy with things often even in the name of preaching, let's say. And it's at the cost of actually sitting and actually doing one's japa as a yogi would do his or her meditation, as it should be done. And taking the time to apply oneself in a yogic kind of sense, if you will, uh, to all of the practices that are inherently uh, bhakti, hmm? that the mind is fully focused on them while one's doing them and so forth. Um, and w without that, you're not going to get the peace and you're not going to get the love and you're going to be busy with so many things and, um, and thinking that uh, I'm foregoing peace because I want love, therefore I'm taking this trouble to manage this organization. And it's at the, even though it means I can't chant Japa uh, and I've got so many disciples, I haven't got time for anything else. I've got to talk to her about this and him about that and so on and so forth. It, you know, the whole yogic uh, sensibilities is just kind of like gone out the window, if you will. And 
you knew you could look good to yourself, maybe to some others and so forth and deceive yourself. But in the end, um, uh, this is a this is a yoga, and so there are whatever is there in schools of yoga that lead only to peace are within bhakti. They're applied differently and so forth, and I've discussed that a little bit. But um, but I think it's it's important to remember this is what's remember what's important uh, to love Krishna. Uh, not just to be busy with some of those things may be service, they may be important, there may be times for that, but um, often it's at the cost of of uh, really being reflective, introspective, and um, really seriously trying to harness, if you will, uh, the mind, in particular while applying yourself to the practices of archan, uh, of japa, kirtan, uh, so on and so forth. So I would say that inner peace is, is, is quite important um, and that one has to gauge one's engagement to some extent um, in terms of how it's working hmm, to foster uh, tangible uh, spiritual progress and you know evaluate it then that can all be adjusted whether you want to have to have a big mission or uh, is that important hmm, for example uh, or um, maybe not so I hope that helps. It's kind of a long and extended answer, but uh, it's something I've, I've thought about. I don't know how well I've been able to articulate my thoughts, but I, I do see that the that more often, unfortunately than not, what it means, what's required, what's involved from a yogic point of view in terms of being a transcendentalist and attaining a status above the modes, control the senses in the mind is, is can be lost in, in the name of bhakti, not in bhakti, but in the name of bhakti and just being busy. So, Shanti, Shanti. What thank, else? Thank you very much. Okay. Me. Um, I think it's another question from the Spanish-speaking devotees with Pavanabha Swami. So the question for those, who, for those who couldn't hear it is that sometimes it's said that uh, some devotees may employ Apasiddhanta for preaching reasons. And how much should neophytes do something like that? Do they have a license for that? If so, to what extent? Uh, is that the question, Maharaj, accurately? Yeah, um, I think that there are um, some examples of this, what you speak about, and um, on, the, uh, on the part of some uh, prominent 
devotees. Um, we see, and we see it in the scriptures also. Um, the scriptures may advocate, um, for example, acquisition of something in pursuit of getting someone to do something, to sacrifice something. So if someone is too addicted to acquiring, then we can dangle a fruit in front of them and say, if you do this, which is, which is giving up something, you can get that. And the goal is this to get people to then um, begin to give give up and sacrifice and see that sacrificing mean, makes progress, even if it means in terms of material acquisition. By sacrificing, I can get that, what I want. Mm -hmm. And so the bigger gain is some faith in sacrificing and giving up. Mm -hmm. So the scripture in a broad sense, the, the whole canon, of the, you know, the whole entirety of the Hindu's sacred texts um, looked at from a Gaudiya point of view, even the Bhagavatam makes a statement like this in the 11th canto. Sometimes things are offered like this. Um, therefore, less intelligent people who don't see the futility of the pursuit of things. So we may tell them, encourage them to pursue things, but do it in this way. Um, so, you know, that's the art of sharing. So it is similar uh, to, to the previous question of Varnapurna, as Marsh um, stated. Then, uh, you know, strictly within Gaudiya Vaishnavism, you, you have the idea that Jiva Goswami in some of his books posited the idea that Swakya was, was the status of Radha and Krishna, that they were married in the Aprakat Leela because uh, the idea of God being uh, a, uh, uh, you know, adulterer, if you will, was difficult for people in his, his time and in his community to, to digest. Um, and uh, so it's thought uh, in the tradition that he spoke along those lines or wrote along those lines for some people to bring them in the fold. Mm -hmm. So it's an example. There are other examples as well. Um, the Buddha is said to have uh, overtly promoted the idea that there's no self. Mm -hmm. But um, a good argument can be made for the idea that that was not an ontological truth, but it was a pragmatic strategy that he employed uh, in order to give impetus to persons to slay, if you will, the false self. Whether there's a real self, whether there's a God, that's not important. Hmm? Um, and you can look in the Pali canon and you can find places where he actually does say there is a self and so forth. So some people have made the argument, Buddhists even, that this was a was a kind of a pragmatic preaching strategy of his uh, rather than a, an ontological position that he was taking with regard to the Atma. Um, so there's Buddha as a Shakti Avatar in our perspective and here he is doing what you're talking about. Um, there are, some, there are some examples, uh, perhaps in the Paribar of Bhaktivinoda. Bhaktivinoda was in a unique position, interfacing with the modern world, Western 
um, educated people and so forth, um, looking at their sensibilities, then their argument can be made that there was a couple of points of Siddhanta that he may have um, stretched or presented somewhat differently as a, as a, as a preaching strategy. Um, um, his idea with regard to anadi karma would be an example of that. Um, his emphasis there is, is nonetheless is, is the same as the conclusions of the scripture. For example, in the Gita, it says that the, the jivas are responsible for their karma, not God. So that's a whole big discussion unto itself, but that's an example. So your question is about such, such instances and how they apply to ourselves. Well, they don't apply to ourselves. So you don't have a license to do that. Only in a small sense, I guess you could say that if you're trying to talk to somebody and you fully understand where they're at and what they can digest and so forth, uh, you may tell them something in, in, a, in a way that gets them involved that later they find out was something that you employed to get them involved. But there's more to the story, mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, otherwise, I would be very reticent to advise um, uh, devotees to think that they can uh, come up with some strategy for expanding Krishna consciousness that involves teaching something that's contradictory to the conclusions of our uh, Sampradaya. Uh, there, there's so much that can be done in terms of presenting the conclusions and learning them ourselves to help uh, others get involved in, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism that um, such uh, uh, preaching strategies are, are, uh, are not required. Again, preaching it requires some strategy. You can only tell people so much and so forth, but but I don't think that you have to tell them something that's, you don't have a license to do something like Jiva Swami did or, or, or Buddha did or something like that. So that's my answer and that's our time. Isn't it? Did they get all the questions today? Okay, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was there was one follow-up question, but it was from Ashramarosh and he just said he could ask it next week. Okay, well, I thank you all for your time and I hope to be with you tomorrow for the Pauli Vrasyatra. Gaur Premanandi, Haribo. Bhakti Vrindaki Jai. Haribo. Before everyone goes, I just want to make a few announcements. Um, so as Gurudev just mentioned, there's going to be a class tomorrow. Um, I think for, for Bali Ram Rasyatra. So that's going to be at the same time. I'm pretty, at the same time, I think. And then on this channel, not on the other channel with um, the other classes. So, so that's happening tomorrow. Um, and then just to uh, re-explain what's happening during the week. So on Tuesday, Ashramarish will be giving his classes and Dulal giving classes about Krishna Sandarbha. Um, and on Thursdays, Gaur Sandar will be giving classes, um, the overview of Srima Bhagavatam. And then, okay, so Fridays, uh, Brigupad will be giving classes on Manashiksha, instructions for the mind. And then on Saturday, Bhakti Ross will be giving her class. And then uh, 
for the essence of the Bhagavad Gita. And then also on Saturday um, at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Gurudev's going to be on Nam Rasa's podcast, the late morning program. And I'm going to copy and paste information about that um, in the chat right now. And you can find your corresponding time for wherever you are. So let me, oh, it's not letting me do it. But that's also in um, the Sri Chaitanya Sangha group. Wait, let me see if I could just post it right here. Oh yeah, I think it's also in the email. Um, oh, it's Shamananda's classes. Okay, wait. Now Shamananda's classes on Saturday. Oh, because it's going into May, right. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Um, I think, are there any other announcements that I'm missing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just mentioned that. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Are okay, you done with your announcements? All righty. Um, well, thank you, everyone, for Can you guys listening do? and staying um, and the questions. Uh, yeah. Okay. How are you both?